Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. And welcome back into the Canicuck Institute podcast. As always, Keith Chancy and Chad Hams. Keith, got a good old friend back in Branson. We sure do. Excited to have him here. I'm going to let you introduce uh, who we have in studio today. That sounds great. Well, you know what, guys? You, as a, alumni of the Institute or guys that are out in the world, I just want to introduce you to a guy that absolutely is phenomenal. His name is Mitch Mayer, and he is a pastor down in Katy, Texas. And I want to tell you something. I've never met a finer man in the world. We worked together down at Denton Bible Church. I watched him grow up. I saw him cut his teeth on the Word of God, watched him grow spiritually, loving Jesus, loving the Word of God, go down to seminary. And just became a man that studies and loves the Word. So it is a privilege today to see a guy, a great friend of ours, who's been coming to the Institute for almost 20 years as we've taught uh, over 1,500 students around the world that you guys know that have been here. He is a great one. So we welcome uh, Mitch Mayer to the uh, audience today. Thanks Mitch, for how ha- are you? I'm, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. You bet. Hey, buddy, I know this. You've taught the book of Acts. You've taught uh, Clarifying the Bible. You've taught a lot of Bible in your days, but this year you kind of went through something that kind of put all that in perspective. Would you talk to us a little bit about what you've gone through this year that clarifies your life and your love of Jesus? Yep. Uh, yeah, it actually started back in January of 2021. So almost two years ago now. Wow. Um, you know, long story short, just started to have some trouble swallowing food. It was going down a little bit harder, having to chase it down with water. Was hoping it was nothing, allergies, stress, maybe something like that. Uh, got on a reflux med, but it didn't get any better. It just got worse and worse and worse. Finally went in on May 19th for an endoscopy for them to take a look with the hopes of it being kind of like a stricture where my esophagus maybe had tightened up and they could go in, put a balloon in, stretch it out, and I'd be fine. But they found a tumor. And over the next couple of weeks... Um, Found out that uh, on June 4th, found out that it was malignant and that uh, I had a road ahead of me. Mm. Yeah. So I can keep, I can tell you the whole Mitch, story. Mitch, I, I really, I, I just, I know that that was such a moment in your life, you know, because when you heard that news and you knew this is going to change your life, you know, Mitch, how did you feel at that moment when that doctor said, hey, I need to talk to you and your wife, and y'all need to come into my office. Because I've always heard that when you walk into that room, that is a very telltale moment. Talk to us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, it was, it was kind of the opposite for us. I was in the recovery room, oh. woke up from recovery. My wife was sitting there, and that surprised me because they had told me my wife wouldn't be there. It was back in the COVID days that they would take me outside and put me in the car, that sort of thing. But she was there, and then the doctor who I did not expect to see that day. They had told me, you won't see doctor. She'll send you a report. She walked in and I asked her, did you fix me? And she said, unfortunately, no. Uh, we found a tumor. We're going to get the pathology as quickly as we can, but we want you to go ahead and find an oncologist and schedule a PET scan as quickly as you can. So that was, you know, that's kind of wow. that oh no moment where Tara and I looked at each other. And then, you know, just a few minutes later, we went and got in the car and Tara drove me home. And, um, yeah, that was, that was quite a 10 minute drive Mm -hmm. home of thinking about 
Mm -hmm. uh, what this could mean, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, scary moments. Um, it was cried a few tears when we got home and then, you know, just kind of a, a little bit of a waiting game to find out if it was malignant, that sort of deal and, and what we were up against. Um, so it was scary, mm -hmm. but you know, I think some of it's my personality and I hope a whole lot of it is my faith in the Lord just a sense of, 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 okay, I'm going to try not to get worried until I have reason to get worried. You know, I, I wanted to, as God would allow me, be strong for my wife and my three girls, you know, Macy, Molly, and Maddie. Um, I didn't want them to see a whole lot of worry on my face. So, mm. Mitch, thank you for sharing that because that's that's a very vulnerable moment when you walked into that well, when you woke up and you saw that doctor there, I'm sure some thoughts went through your mind. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, and and then when she began to describe to you what she found and you're looking right there at your wife and I'm sure tears are starting to swell down her face and you're going, oh, and you're trying to be strong, but you're going, right. This is just a train wreck, you know, and you said, I love what you said that at that moment, you hope that it's a combination of your faith and your trust in the Lord that moment because you go, this is going to be an uphill climb of all that you've got coming ahead. Mitch, how did you go through that? Because that had to be a moment, you know, you go, I, I know you, you're a man of faith. I, I don't know if I know anyone who can quote more scripture than you. And it's just awesome to see your life. But at that moment, you know, and you know this journey's ahead of you. How did that affect you? You know, I praise the Lord. What, what I part of the story was that I was expecting to go on my very first sabbatical ever, and I was in desperate need of one, and still am. I still haven't gone yep, on that yep. yet. Uh, I was. And also, weren't you about to go climb a mountain? Yeah, I was going to climb Grand Teton. Yep. Um, so May twenty third, I was going to preach at Redeemer Community Church and then leave on my sabbatical that afternoon. Well, the Wednesday before is when I found out that I had a tumor. So all of my sabbatical plans were, were out the window. And I don't know if I'm going to answer your question, but, I, you know, after I preached, I said, hey, church, uh, let me give you a little sabbatical update. Uh, a few of you know this news. Most of you know that I was going to leave this afternoon on a sabbatical, but I found out on Wednesday that I have a tumor. And so we're still waiting to hear the news, if it's malignant and what that's going to mean and all that. And... You know, I said to our church family that day, I said, you know, none of us are promised a long life. Mm. My wife is not promised that she will grow into old age with me by her side. My girls are not promised that they're going to have their daddy mm. for many, many years into their life. Please pray for healing. Mm. But more than that, please pray for faith. Because I want to trust God through this. I want Tara and the girls to trust God no matter what mm. plans he has for us. Right? Absolutely. So, um, you know, you have people come up to you. I just know you're going to be healed. I just know you're going to be healed. And I just know you're going to be okay. And, and I can appreciate all that. But they didn't know that. You know? Yeah. Uh, you and I, all of us, know plenty of people who died mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Much younger than we would have thought. Mm -hmm. And that was God's plans for their life. Mm -hmm. And so you just don't know what God's plans mm -hmm. are 
for you. Mm. But what I was hopeful for myself and my girls, my wife, was that we would trust the Lord and have faith in Him as those plans unfolded, whatever they might be. Mm-hmm. Mitch, that I watched your journey, and, and, and I'm so thankful that we sit here to, together today. And I look at you, and you look a little different than you yeah. did a couple of years ago, you know? <laughs> Uh, is there anything good that came from this? Because a lot of people out there go, what good comes from suffering? Yeah. So let me just quickly tell yeah. the listeners, because they're probably wondering, you know. <laughs> what did I mean when I said that? Well, what, you know, how's he doing? What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I did. I found out on June 4th that it was malignant. I did five and a half weeks starting on June 21st, five and a half weeks of chemo and radiation. And that was very successful. It shrunk the tumor. Um, that ended on July 29th. I then had a PET scan a few weeks after that that showed nothing had spread. So that was really good news, which meant I could go into surgery, which I did on September 22nd, had a major surgery and esophagectomy where they took out two thirds of my esophagus and basically half of my stomach and turned a portion of that into esophagus and was in the hospital for seven days, but that was very successful. When they, you know, they did the deal, they pulled it out. The margins were clear. 19 lymph nodes were clear. There were some live cancer cells in the middle of the tumor that they pulled out. So they said, hey, we don't think there's any cancer in your body, but because of that, we want you to do immunotherapy for a year. So I did that. I went in every four weeks for a year getting immunotherapy treatments. And then a couple months ago, I had my last of those. I had another PET scan. It was clear. So all indications are that my cancer is, is mm-hmm. done, right? Praise I go back, God. praise the Lord. I go back in March for another PET scan, a six month checkup. So, uh, my journey was, you know, it was the real deal. Um, but praise the Lord. I, I just kept getting good news mm-hmm. at every turn. I'll be 50 years old next year. I'm hopeful that cancer will never be a part of my life again. Tara went through it. My wife went through it back at the end of 2017, 2018 with breast cancer. So we laugh about, you know, Mm. good night. Both of us in our Mm. 40s going through cancer. Um, People ask me, what's the one lesson or what did the Lord teach you? And, And the one that over and over again stuck out to me. Um, was not a new lesson, but it was a good reminder. Um, cause I have known and quoted to myself time and time again, but it, it really hit home where James says, um, come now you who say today and tomorrow, today or tomorrow, we shall go to such and such a city, spend a year there, engage in business, make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are but a vapor, a breath that is here today and gone tomorrow. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, I will live and also do this or that. And because probably more so than any point in my life, I had the next three months of my life planned to a T. Yeah, you did. I was going on sabbatical. Mm-hmm. I was going to go into Colorado. I knew where in Colorado. I knew what I was going to be doing. I knew how long we were going to be there. I knew what results I was hoping for during that time. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, we were going to go up to Wyoming and I was going to climb the Grand I mean, I could tell you every day where I was going to be, what I was going to be doing. And, and, and four days before the Lord said, no, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, so 
hold, you know, make your plans, but not presumptuously. Remember that our life is in God's hands. Um, so I learned that. Mm. Was reminded of that, and then of course I just learned that God is faithful. I I don't believe my cancer was an accident. I believe it came ultimately from His hand, and I believe He was with me every step of the way. Mm. And I believe that He was was and is, and will bring good from it. Um, and that nothing can separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, Mitch, hearing that story, I know that we've got a lot of people out in the audience. You know, uh, we've all been affected by tragedies in some form, fashion, way. You know, that, that pain that we feel, that fear that we feel, that anticipation, I'm going to go on a trip. And then it, God doesn't seem to be really concerned about our trips that we've got planned <laughs> because He has the ultimate trip planned for our lives. You know, as I say that, if there are people out there today, Mitch, that are struggling with their, you know, faith and they're going, you know what? I, we've gone through so much. Where is God? What would you tell them, Mitch? Well, I would tell them that God is right there. I would tell them that God was with his son through his deepest of pain. I would tell them to cling to him even when the thoughts are swirling. Mm. I would, you know, It's a little bit different context, but I would remind them, as I did myself and often do in John chapter 6, where Jesus had some hard things to say, and some of the folks who were following him left. And he turned to the disciples and said, y'all aren't going to leave too, are you? And Peter, speaking on behalf of all of them, said, where else are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. And so in the midst of your trial and in your hardship, if you turn from God, where else are you going to go? Right? Um, I, you know, for what it's worth, I tell them to memorize some scripture. And I tell them to, you know, I have hymns that I've memorized that I just love. And one of them, and this is one I still don't know how to sing it, but God moves in a mysterious way. His wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and he rides upon the storm. Deep in unfathomable minds of never-ending skill, he fashions up his bright designs and works his sovereign will. Mm. Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are rich with mercy and shall break with blessing on your head. And there's some more to it. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So, you know, I hope that's helpful. It's it's, so helpful, Mitch, because, you know, there's so many people, myself included, when we walk through this valley with Callie and with Karen through breast cancer, like your wife, you know, we we go through those. We're all guaranteed that this earth is not going to be easy. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And yet what we do with it, and I love that passage of James, consider joy when you encounter trials. It's not a happy ha-ha. But it is a peaceful reminder that he's in control. That's right. Irregardless of the waves and the storms, don't get rocked so much that you question, but draw near to him. That's what I heard you say, and I thank you for saying that. Bro, I cannot tell you much. I appreciate you for sharing your story today with us. It'll be a constant reminder to us to make sure that we're not just hearing the word, but we're a doer of the word. 
And so thank you for being a part. Guys, Mitch Mayer sharing his story of where he's been, what he's going through. And if you guys out there would just continue to pray for Mitch and his family for continued health and restoration of his body. You know, he went from two... Far too long, way... uh, (laughs) Way bigger than he is. Way bigger. But he weighed 187 pounds playing college football, and he weighs about that now. 183, my senior years. That's back in the fall of 94. Wow. Started seminary and then soon ballooned up and for... 20 years have been carrying too much weight, 220, mm-hmm. 225, sometimes up to 230. Mm-hmm. But but this journey, not because of any discipline no. of my own, I'm down to about 180. Oh, man. I feel great. I look, look great. great. Yep. And yep. I tell people, hey, I've got a plan for you, but I don't recommend it. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so very much, Mitch. We sure appreciate it. And all of you out there listening today, you know, I hope you pass this on to your friends that are going through difficult times because we all need that hope. And Mitch has just shown us the value of you have nowhere else to turn. And there's only one person that could that did something about our dilemma. And his name was Jesus. So guys, thank you all for being a part of us today. We love you and praise God for a great Jesus. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.